0: Hello and welcome to This Shit Really Happened, the True Crime Podcast, where we deep dive into the most disturbing, depraved, and downright gruesome true crimes in history. My name is M, and Autumn is not here today because she's sick. You she thought she was going to be here, but she's not. So, Autumn, if you're listening to this, I'm depressed. <laughs> you're not here. But instead of Autumn, I have another very special guest. Got the woman, the myth, the motherfucking legend. We got Die in the house. Didi, say what's up. What's up? <laughs> Didi in the house. Didi is in the house. Didi, who has yet to actually fully listen to an episode, but is featuring on the podcast. Well, I did think well, listen to an hour of probably an one. Hour, yeah
1: one yeah of the of the Luca Magnata episode. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that one. Are you You said I, you I, listened I, to I, some of that. I said it was. I think it was your very first podcast that I listened the to. The very really. first yes. episode. Yeah, and then I. Was listening to a few more, but I can only get like into like a few minutes, and then I'm like, "Wow, I know I'm bad." So you just you I'm just a bad, I'm a bad die die. You I'm just hate mom. my podcast. No, I don't hate you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you hate my podcast. I don't hate your podcast. Sure, sure. I'm Should- I'm taking that personally. Well, look, she she
1: invited me, so you know
0: she's here i'm here die die we've talked I'm about here. you before on these episodes i know <laughs> it's so like, here i am yeah only actually get you on house. here to Radio be my yep. be my replacement co-host i suppose because autumn is infected with the sick she's down with, <laughs> the, she's down sickness. with the sickness <laughs> she's, <laughs> disturbed, she's, she's disturbed she's down with the sickness good god <laughs> oh man <laughs> She's got the zombie flu. She's got the zombie flu. (laughs) She's got something. She's down bad, man. She's real down bad.
1: (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anywho, now, you know, her... Her not being here, you have me.
0: Yeah, so, so we'll we'll make go. it work. We'll yep. make it work, and I'm sure you'll do just fine.
1: I'm
0: sure, I will. is all worried. She's like, "What if I? What if it's not? <laughs> what if I don't do well enough?" And I'm like, "Literally, all you have to do is just respond Listen, to the information I'm telling you." I'll be
1: just sipping on my wine, and it'll just like. Oh
0: shoot! I didn't bring my seltzer really over here. I Should have I grabbed know, it. Better
1: go get it. Oh well,
0: it was uh, it was almost empty anyway. So it would have just been like the sloshing of the the. Uh, like little teeny tiny bit that was still left in the can like, that would have been my background noise but it's fine try not to clink your wine glass too hard on the table the microphone yes, will pick that sound dear, up. I will try not
1: to <laughs> we're trying to we're trying glass.
0: to up our sound quality if it i hope it sounds better this episode because i finally got another microphone if y'all are wondering autumn and i record this podcast typically on one microphone just stuck in between the both of us and i got some like Pop shield, so hopefully I'm not, like, putting in people's ears.
1: Well, I have to tell you, it's so far, you've gotten so much better since your very first one. Yeah, So well,
0: that was me, yeah. (laughs) The audio on that that first episode is fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I just want to delete, like... I
1: remember calling you and saying, oh, I listened to it, but all I could hear is, like, echoes and... Yeah, yeah, because
0: I, that very, I'm honestly, I want to fucking delete that episode and maybe redo it. Um. But yeah, I, I hadn't figured out how to take like the echo or the reverb out in GarageBand. And it was so echoey and wow. so reverby. And I'm like, eh, yeah. I like that first episode. It was, I mean, you could definitely, like you said, you can see the the progression you it, of you the. Go exactly. And it's gotten better. So. I'm yep. completely self teaching myself how exactly. to do all of this shit. So I don't really edit anything audio wise. Like all of these episodes are. Single takes and <laughs> record what you get, which is why we get like background noise like the cats wrestling in the living room <laughs> and like the jingles of their collars. What you're gonna get, so. Yeah, it, it is what it is. I'm gonna try my best to maybe edit the audio on this one, but we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, I was, I really did not know what the fuck I was doing on that first episode. I just hit record and I was like, let's go, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> well, I told you the name of the case we're doing today. The alphabet murders this one is not directly our backyard but it's the closest one that we've done on this like podcast so far it's happening in rochester and this was rochester in the 70s so um trigger warnings for the audience um this case does deal with the murder and sexual assault of children so if that's not something you rock with, we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> Sorry, die die, you don't get to opt out. Sorry. <laughs> I'm
1: right.
0: um, okay. So, um, it is what it is. But yeah, this case is of the is my flashlight on? Oh my god, no! I literally just thought my flashlight was on and I went insane. But all right, we're gonna just dive straight into it. So, I usually start with like some background on the killer before I jump into the victims, but this case spoiler alert is technically still unsolved. So we're, we're jumping straight in. We're going straight into the first victim. So we are going to go back to approximately 4:20 in the afternoon on November 16th, 1971. And this is when a 10 year old Puerto Rican, a 10 year old Puerto Rican child named Carmen Colon disappeared while she was running an errand in Rochester, New York. She had been uh, returning to her house from a local pharmacy where she'd been sent by her grandmother to go and collect a prescription. So, you know, grandma was just like, go get this for me, sends the child on the errand, as he, I guess, did back in the day. <laughs> male baby
1: in the 70s, you didn't really have to worry about. That, see, that is like the opposite. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't send a child out now in this day and age, but I think back maybe then, I wouldn't, you know...
0: I don't know. It's just so funny that you say that because of how many fucking serial killers there were in the seventies. <laughs> it's Like I, I, would never I always do thought it. the
1: seventies was a much more chill. You know, you don't have too much. Did you forget about, about sending... like
0: Bundy and Dahmer and all of the? They were yeah, all but they active didn't in all the seventies, but still, it's so funny to be like, I think we have that perception of it was safer back then because. People just didn't have the knowledge. Like, the term serial killer wasn't actually coined until, like, the mid-80s. And so, back in, like, the 70s, people are like, oh, we don't even know serial killers exist. And now it's like, oh, shit, like, you've seen all the true crime stuff. You can't go outside by yourself. What if you get murdered? Yeah, but I
1: can't say that I would have felt, like, worried if I sent you or somebody out. Because
0: you, it just you know? wasn't a thought that was in yeah. your brain. Because it wasn't thing that, like, people had knowledge of. Like, yeah, we fucking ran all the, out. we were out to, like real late at night, like in the summer and like, what was yeah. It, like but the... you were, you were like right there. And we were also in our hometown, which That's is a very small town. It's not Rochester, but um yeah, her grandmother sent her on this errand to just go pick up a prescription at their local pharmacy. She, Carmen was often walked to the pharmacy by her grandfather. If her grandma ever sent her on these sorts of errands, but this day she like pleaded and begged with her grandmother to let her go by herself Probably because she, you know, she's 10 and it's coming around the age where you're like, I'm grown up. I can do things by myself. So she asked her grandmother to let her go by herself. And her grandma said, "Okay, fine. It's not too far away from the house. You've run this errand for me before. Go ahead. You can go by yourself. So she gets to the pharmacy. Carmen gets to the pharmacy and the pharmacist tells her that the prescription isn't ready yet. So Carmen leaves The pharmacy in an eyewitness who was at the store the same time that Carmen was, she said that she saw Carmen leave the pharmacy and then just get into a random car that was parked nearby. And this was at 420. So she gets in that car and she's driven away. Less than an hour after that, motorists along Interstate 490, um, they would actually be the last people to see Carmen alive. Multiple police reports from these motorists said that the witnesses had seen a child frantically trying to flag down another vehicle. She was completely naked from the waist down in an obvious distress as she was running from a dark colored Ford Pinto. So she was spotted by a lot of people, um, but nobody intervened. They called the police and they made a report about it, but literally nobody stopped and actually helped this child out who was naked from the waist down, running down the highway, trying to flag cars down for help.
1: Yeah, but the fact that I don't know she gets into a car, somebody that she doesn't know, I mean, does you not, the grandparents or whoever, instill the fact that you don't?
0: Maybe not. Don't. It was, again, stranger danger wasn't really a thing. And, I mean, she's a child, so who knows what this adult person might have said to her. And they're like, oh, like I'm a friend of, you know, whoever, whatever. Like, I'll, or maybe there's like, well, I don't know how young, like hitchhikers, because you hitchhiked back in the day, didn't you? Were you a hitchhiker? Quite often. Quite often you but were I hitchhiking?
1: Was, I was 18.
0: Yeah, I see that. 19
1: years old. I, you know what I mean? And I didn't do it often, but yes, I did it. Yeah, that was did my other enough. thought.
0: Is like, was she. Like, just kind of, did this person, like, offer her, like, a ride back to her house or something? Because, I mean, she's 10 years old at this point. Like, she's 10 years, she's a child. She's still very naive, so she's not thinking, oh, I better not get in this car. Because, like, what if something happens to me? And But, I mean, clearly, I just, I find it crazy that, like, all the eyewitnesses who saw her trying to flag down cars for help and nobody stopped to help her. It's like... There's, like, a psychological phenomenon called the bystander effect where, like, people will not stop and help because they think somebody else is going to stop and help. But then when everybody has that mindset, nobody stops yeah, and helps. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, this poor girl. And that, that, that's just really
1: mind-blowing, that that poor girl.
0: Yeah. So trying to get help
1: and nobody...
0: Desperately trying nobody to fly down help. even... Yeah, nobody stopped for her. to do
1: anything to help this
0: Uh, child. So because nobody intervened, she was pretty much just dragged back into this car. Um, By 7.50, her grandparents had reported her missing. And two days later, her body was found in a ravine just 12 miles from that same stretch of interstate where she was seen trying to flag down cars for help. Um, And this, again was approximately twelve miles from the last place that she had been seen alive again because the sightings from the motorists were the last people to see her alive.
1: So how do you think all these motorists that passed her by didn't stop, didn't do anything. The gills guy like, they both feel like she was found in a ditch, wherever she yeah. was found dead and twelve miles from where, where they people had seen her just drove away. Yeah, I hope they feel like shit. <laughs> or they should be feeling like shit because, you know, a little girl's life is lost because That's... somebody
0: didn't that's a that. lesson for all of you people listening if you see something say something or like stop stop call 9 one Right. Nine one, do something if you just don't feel don't... comfortable getting out of your yeah. car like do something just stop but stay in your car or, like follow them and call the police or whatever yeah because like it happens so often like that where people will i mean of course like It's the seventies. It's not like they had cell phones, and I'm sure people are kind of aware. But it's like it's four twenty in the. It's like actually no, it's like five twenty in the afternoon. It's still the middle of the day.
1: There's there's
0: something going on. Yeah, you
1: know,
0: like there's payphones. You can run into a business or something somewhere. And even so, like you know, like it's the middle of the day too. So and they're on a busy interstate. So it's like you can get out of your car. What's gonna happen in the broad daylight? On a busy interstate, like, what's gonna happen to you? <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. But yeah, nobody stopped, and then um, her body is discovered twelve miles away from that last one she was seen alive. Her coat was discovered in a culvert, some three hundred feet from her body. Um, her trousers were discovered on November 30th when they were close to a service road where numerous motorists had observed her attempting to escape her abductor. So it's like, remember, they said she was naked from the waist yeah. down. So it's like he'd stripped her out of her pants, threw the pants out on the service road. And that's why she was naked when she was flagging down cars for help. Um, Carmen had been raped. She suffered extensive scratches um, that looked like they had come from fingernails and her injuries were a fractured skull. And she had signs of having been manually strangled. Um, When news of her death and the discovery of her body broke, like the public was absolutely furious. And like we've been talking about, most of the anger came from the fact that multiple people had seen Carmen trying to escape, but nobody had stopped to help her. So like, the outrage was the exact same.
1: Well, exa- it w- yeah, exactly. It would be because...
0: Yeah. How do you not like I said? How do you, how do you, right. you not? How do you see a child in naked from the yeah. waist down and you just in keep obvious going. distress yeah. and you do not stop your car because like she's running and she's trying to find them? Pretty so much murdered pick her the child up and put her I, in your yeah, car. You
1: pretty much killed her.
0: That man, yeah, you pretty much killed her.
1: I know, like right there, he might have this <laughs> dude might have did it, but you but y'all could y'all could have yeah. saved her life. Y'all, y'all, y'all could have saved a, her life. A Big part of her,
0: yeah. So after Carmen's body was discovered, two newspapers, one was the Times Union and the other one was called Democrat and Chronicle. They offered a combined 200 two hundred or twenty five hundred dollars for information leading to an arrest. And a couple local businesses in Rochester also donated on um, more money to the reward fund to up it to six thousand dollars, which in today's money would be like forty thousand dollars just for a reward for any information leading to the arrest of, of Carmen's murderer. Tips and information began pouring in, which is typically what happens when there's a big, hefty reward like that. People will just call in and basically say anything. Like, oh, do I get the reward? <laughs> like, did they even see the car in the vicinity? Did you say
1: it was in a? He, she was in a Pinto. Yeah, she
0: was in a Ford so Pinto. Did
1: anybody have any kind of? information on the car there a lot of the tips you know. is kind
0: of like were dead ends or it was kind of the same thing oh I saw the car like I saw the car but it was information the police already knew they uh. knew she had gone into a Ford Pinto but they weren't getting any closer to who owned the Ford Pinto what did this suspect look like um but the police did eventually begin to focus in on one specific person as their single strongest suspect and this person was Miguel Cologne, who was Carmen's uncle Uh, Miguel was the brother of Carmen's father and former brother-in-law to her mother. So Carmen's parents were divorced. Um, After Carmen's parents separated, Miguel forged a relationship with Carmen's mother. And he became known as Uncle Miguel. And he was very oftentimes around the house. And Carmen would have known him very well, which could have possibly explained why she would have gotten in in the car with him. yeah, Yeah. Um, Four days after the murder, Miguel had told a friend that he had, quote, done something wrong in Rochester and quickly fled Rochester to go back to Puerto Rico. Uh, If the police weren't already suspicious of him, um, they got even more suspicious when they realized that he owned a vehicle that would have matched the description of the one they saw Carmen fleeing from on the interstate. Um, The police searched this car. They ran forensic tests on it. It Became clear from those tests that the interior exterior and inside of the trunk had been scrubbed clean with some sort of chemical cleaning product like bleach or whatever it might be. Clearly, Miguel Colon was trying to clean something up in this car. They also found a toy that belonged to Carmen in the backseat. Um, In March of 1972, investors, investors, investigators, (laughs) investors, they're going to make money off him. (laughs) 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 We're We're, we're we're investing in your business. (laughs) No, investigators, not investors. They traveled to San Juan intending to speak to Miguel and question him about Carmen's murder. However, their trip was pretty well publicized beforehand in the local press. And like Miguel was actually able to catch wind of this. So he hopped on another flight and he went on the run again. So he fled from San Juan because like, oh, shit, they're coming for me. So he flees again. Um, However, on March 26, he did finally surrender to the authorities and was extradited back to Rochester. He had no alibi for his whereabouts at the time of Carmen's disappearance or the time of her murder. Um, however there was nothing concrete to tie him to her disappearance or her murder there was a lot of like circumstantial evidence like the car being clean yeah. matching the description of the vehicle but they had no they didn't have like dna evidence or anything like that like i mean like being hair, it was blood, yeah i mean being it was looked... the 70s what could they have gotten from dna really but they they didn't have like any eyewitnesses like describing him as the person who was driving the car or, like you said, any hair, any blood, anything, they could not tie him concretely to Carmen's murder. So they police basically just had to let him go. Um, Now, if Carmen's murder had been the only one, it would probably be widely accepted that Miguel was the one responsible for her murder. But things get a little a little suspicious they go a little sideways because in April of 1973 another young girl was murdered. So this girl who was murdered her name was Wanda Walkowitz. Um she vanished in a very similar way to how Carmen had. So Wanda was running an errand just like Carmen on her way home. Um and the most interesting part too, the thing that really ties these together, why they're called the alphabet murders is because all of the victims, their first and last names, start with the same letter. So Carmen Cologne, Wanda oh, Walkowitz, okay. And then there's a third victim who will get into after Wanda, whose name also starts first and last also starts with the same letter. So that's like the main connection between all these victims. Like, yeah, the way that they're um, abducted and murdered is very similar. But that was the thing that really sticks out when people know about this case is like. Oh, that's really strange. Like, what are the coincidences that every single one of the victims had, like a like a name like that? And are they all like within the same age? Yes.
1: The like uh, Carmen was ten, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. How old was Wanda? I think Wanda was a she, Wanda was a similar age. They okay. were all very similar in age. So he liked children. Children. He yeah. Liked, yeah. The young. Yeah. Ugh. So on April 2nd, 1973, the errand that Wanda had been asked to run, she was going to a delicatessen on the east side of Rochester. That's kind of like a like a food shop, like a specialty food. She'd be getting like meat and eggs and dairy and bread and stuff. So she was going there to um grocery shop, basically, um, which she did oftentimes. So this was like Carmen, an errand that Rhonda Rhonda, oh my god, Wanda had run before. So now is this all in the same vicinity? Is this all within the same? Yeah, it's it's like, like within the same couple like blocks in Rochester, and so yeah.
1: people still felt safe after
0: knowing what was going on with Carmen and. I mean, they. Pro- I mean, they're probably not thinking because like then you're going to
1: send your.
0: Based on what the media was reporting about Carmen though, people were convinced that it, it was Miguel Cook. It was him. Yes. They
1: just couldn't do anything about it because yeah. obviously they had so they felt probably that it was safe right. and okay.
0: And this is to over a year a after after Carmen, because Carmen was murdered in nineteen seventy one. And this is Wanda 73. is seventy three. Yeah. So they're they're probably not thinking that they have the need to worry about it because it's like, oh wow, that's really sad and unfortunate, but It was her uncle who did it, so he's yeah. But nobody
1: said, I mean, like you said concretely, that it was him. Yeah, you
0: know, but like based on the circumstantial evidence, because you know, in like the the court of public opinion, if they think somebody did it, then they think somebody did it. You know what I mean? It's like OJ; he might have been found not guilty, but we know he did it. (laughs) What? What did they say? If the glove doesn't the glove fit, doesn't fit acquit. you must quit. Yeah. yeah, y'all know he did it. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that he, he did, did it. Everybody did it. So it was it was the same thing here. Like just because the police hadn't been able to actually try Miguel Colon for this, then um, he was basically just let walk free. People were convinced yeah, like people he did are it. like, Oh,
1: it's been a year. Nothing's really been going right. on. <laughs> Nothing else is happening. It's okay, you know. Right. We can send we our, can, kids, out can send their our kids out on the own again. Out, and we don't have to worry. Well, obviously. Yeah, obviously. obviously.
0: There's mm-hmm. sickos yep. out in this world. Yep. So, according to the owner of the shop, Wanda had purchased the groceries she had been instructed to buy at approximately five fifteen p.m. before she had begun walking down Conkey Avenue on her way home. Wanda was reported missing by her mother Joyce at eight p.m. and police immediately launched an intense search to locate Wanda. Almost 50 detectives searched several square miles of the terrain around her home, around the Delicatessen, and areas around the Genesee River where she had been known to play. The searches failed to locate Wanda, although several neighborhood residents recalled observing Wanda walking down Avenue B with, like, these big bags of groceries. And she's kind of, like, she's 10, yeah, 10 or 11. She's, she's struggling she's to struggling. carry these groceries down the road. And you probably road. got some guy like, oh, Exactly. You need help there. Exactly. I can
1: help you, you know. Yeah. You can trust me. I'll mm-hmm. help you. You know, you, those
0: look heavy. Yeah, you know. they look heavy. Like, yeah, let on, me give you a on, ride I'll home. Give like, a ride
1: home, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I could um, see.
0: Yeah, how she would have. Where that was headed. Right. Yeah, yeah 100%. Exactly. And, like, you know, being a, a child, yeah, she's she, not thinking, oh, like. This guy's so being really nice to me. He exactly. To he just wants to offer so me a ride help home, you know. Like, this is my neighborhood. I feel safe here. Like, She's not thinking of the the they potential dangers of yeah, what know, could they're, happen. They're just trusting Yeah, she's a kid. They're
1: just, yeah, they're not like, I'm not going to be hurt, you know. I'm exactly. Gonna, they're an
0: adult. I would be safe Right, them. yeah, because what is sad. it? It's like, oh, if you're lost, like, go find an adult. An ad- exactly. Yeah. So he's an adult. I have no reason exactly. to be
1: afraid of this person. So, yeah, let's check exactly. in the car and then.
0: Um, there were also three classmates of Wanda who had seen her bracing the bags against like a fence so that she could get a better grip on them. And as she was doing this, they saw a brown vehicle drive past her. Other witnesses say they saw her standing beside the open door of this brown car, perhaps accepting a ride home as her bags were heavy. And her last sighting was 0.2 miles away from her home. Like, well, she was literally, she was literally, she literally like literally right like there. around the corner. Yeah. yeah. But she unfortunately never made it back home and her fully clothed body was found by a police officer at 10.15 a.m. the following day. It was discarded at the base of a hillside along an access road to State Route 104 in Webster, approximately seven miles from Rochester, where she had gone missing from. The position of her body indicated that she had likely been thrown from a moving vehicle, with her body rolling down the embankment where she was found wanda had been raped by carmen how or not by carmen oh my, oh, god. But, no, oh no, my god. god oh my god she was by... raped by a dead person Jesus Christ! i see dead people my raped my fuck-ups are getting so bad <laughs> i fumble my words all the it's time all it's all good it's all good she didn't mean she was that she did not get raped by, by, by a dead she, she got was got raped by carmen's ghost jesus christ she <laughs> was raped like <laughs> carmen had been However, the method of how Wanda was killed was a little bit different from how Carmen had been murdered. Um, The signs on Carmen's body showed that she had been manually strangled. um, But with Wanda, it looked like she had been strangled from behind with somebody possibly using a belt wrapped around her neck. She also had defensive wounds all over her body, indicating that she had fought very valiantly against her attacker. But unfortunately... This is that a grown-ass man. Yeah, She's she a child. No yeah, She's not going to be able to, to fight this her, person off. Yeah. To she and, 100% and fought like hell. To save her life. Yeah, so. which is so sad that she yeah. was fighting and fighting, but it's still, you know, it didn't help her out. Um, unlike Carmen, too, Wanda's body had been redressed after she was murdered. They were able to obtain some forensic evidence off of Wanda's body. Um, they recovered some semen samples along with strands of white cat fur. And this was a little strange because the Walkwicks, is they didn't own a cat. So the police were almost certain that this cat hair would have had to come from either the killer's clothing or the interior of their vehicle. These differences initially between Wanda and Carmen, it had investigators ruling out that Wanda and Carmen were connected because they were Yes, very similar in certain ways, but also different, in, like the methodology of how they were murdered and how their bodies were treated after their after their deaths. Um, once again, though, a reward was offered for information leading to the killer's arrest with ten thousand dollars offered this time. They set up a tip line. They got a few actually good tips this time around. Um, one of which was a pretty exciting lead, suggesting that a girl matching Wanda's description had been pulled into a red car on Conkey Avenue around the time that she was seen on the street. In September of 1973, a local television network, WOKR, announced plans to broadcast a televised reconstruction of Wanda's abduction and subsequent recovery of her body. Um, this 30 minute episode was broadcasted on October 21st, and it was accompanied by public appeals for witnesses to contact authorities if they had any information. So they were basically trying to do this reconstruction to see if it would like jog anybody's memory and produce some more tips. So despite the lead about her getting into that car, though, and over 200 fresh tips following the televised reconstruction, Wanda's case quickly went cold. So we now go to November 16th, 1973, when another young girl goes missing. This time it was 11-year-old Michelle Mayenza. Michelle had last been seen at 3.20 p.m. at the end of the school day. With her classmates seeing her headed towards a shopping plaza where she intended to go retrieve a purse that her mother had left at a store earlier in the day. So again, just running an errand for her mother and in, in a place she's probably pretty familiar with because it was close to her school, close to where she lived. Um, just ten minutes after Michelle arrived at the plaza, a witness saw her sitting beside a beige or tan car as they are sitting inside a beige or tan car as they sped away towards Webster Avenue. And it was said that Michelle was crying when this witness saw her. An hour later, a girl matching Michelle's description would be seen at a fast food restaurant in the town of Penfield. And she was accompanied by a white man somewhere between the ages of 25 and 35. They said he was around six feet tall, suggested to be around 165 pounds. Um, One hour after that would come to be what is believed to have been the final sighting of Michelle. A tan or beige car was parked up on Route 350 with the driver outside the car holding a young girl's hand, standing beside the car and inspecting a flat tire. Um, a passing motorist did stop by and or stop like by the car and kind of like rolled down their window and asked if they needed help. But when they rolled down the window on um, the man who was standing beside the car, he pushed the girl behind him and he also moved around the side of the car to obscure his license plate. And the motorist said that this man's expression, his body language, were, like, openly hostile. He was clearly, like, facial expressions, body expressions, was, like, get the fuck out of right. here he kind of deal. He was afraid that, yeah,
1: something yeah. they were going
0: to... So, the motorist, he was intimidated by this, so he just left.
1: <laughs> it's but like the thing <laughs> is, is if you feel like there's something... If
0: you feel fishy, like something is suspicious, well, it's, not, it's probably suspicious. Need, yes,
1: it's suspicious. You need... To let somebody know there's suspicious activity going on because you just you
0: feel it. It just like and sucks so, that there weren't cell phones because if there had been cell phones. I know people probably think, oh, it's a pain in the ass to go and drive to a gas station, make a phone
1: call, but right, you know what? Right, but it, you have, it's, it's,
0: in what, like the 10 minutes that you take to say, oh, I just saw this car, like, and the car had a fucking flat tire. Yeah. Where's this dude gonna go? Exactly. A cop could have been up there in a matter exactly. of minutes. Exactly. It takes guy, you five minutes you to said, go to a phone you, you get, get the cop a, out there. A they're flat not, tire. In, right. You're not changing ten, your, yeah. your, your tire in yeah, that short so, of a time.
1: Even if it didn't turn out that it wasn't suspicious, at least
0: Right. that, that I would like that's yeah. my prerogative. Yeah. I would much I, like, rather be wrong yeah, about something be, yeah. and call than have been I'd be like right I'm not, and sure. not called. I'm not yeah. sure
1: if there's something weird going on here, but could you check it out? Right. Because I have a bad feeling about you know, all about this. Everything yeah. the way he was acting, his demeanor. It I looks feel, suspicious. Um, yeah. So it looks suspicious.
0: No, seriously, like I would if he's 100%. Her,
1: obstructing the license plate. Yeah, you know, like that alone is weird. Yeah, like, if that was just like
0: a dad and his child, like, oh shit, we got a flat tire, like, come out with me, we're gonna check it out. Why would he make all the attempts to obscure both the child and his license plate? Now, was plate? she in the car still? No, was she, she was out- outside of the so car. Th- he was I, holding her hand, and they were standing outside the car the looking at the flat she tire. She felt. I would, I would have to. Have she was probably scared or afraid. Yeah. To, you know, to, to run to run or say something or right anything Cause she to, she i mean in these cases a lot said, of the times say anything i'll, I'll kill, kill you. you exactly exactly but, you know, so anyways you were going to be dead anyway right so, you know what i mean yeah so maybe he's she's just yeah because he yeah. i mean we don't really know anything about what happened like when these girls were in in the vehicles because there's never been anybody who's if you, confessed or you have have been somebody convicted. Saying,
1: if you say saying where I'll go, I'll yeah, kill, you're shutting I'll the kill fuck your family. Up. I'll kill your mom. I'll you're kill your dad. shutting
0: the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the
1: fuck up where I'm going to go and I'm going to kill your family. Yeah. You know I mean, and this little 11 year old, 10 year old, whatever. She's yeah, she's like,
0: probably yeah, scared, she's scared out like, of her fucking mind. Honestly, even now in my 26 year old age, if somebody kidnapped me and said, if you try to run, I'm going to murder an entire family, i be like, well, shit. Right. I <laughs> guess I'm keeping quiet. <laughs> Gotta save Die Die. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I'd say can't let anyone murder go. Die Die. Go ahead. Fucking
0: I'm so kill.
1: Fucking like, kill. Just kill leave my me family. Alone. Just let me go. Go. Yeah, fine. Uh, call them on <laughs> yeah. their
0: bluff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do it. You will. Yeah. You will. Yeah, won't. you're
1: 26. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, calling you on your bluff, motherfucker.
0: Go kill him. Yeah, I'd like to see a fucking killed, <laughs> asshole. Do
1: it. I dare you. <laughs> go now. I, I dare you. Leave me here and go. Kill my family.
0: Like, get fucked, asshole. I get my you cell won't. phone now. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, geez. that's right. Back in the seventies, we so... yeah, you didn't have you didn't have fucking cell. Phones. Y'all, what do we
1: do? We when well, we didn't have cell phones, You sent letters god by hell carrier did we pigeon. Without
0: these modern day conveniences here, y'all in the seventies, be you you know you know sending I mean? your letters by carrier pigeon, <laughs> telling your friends where to come hang out that night, sending a fucking letter. <laughs> No, you had to use use a real
1: phone. A landline? A real landline.
0: (laughs) A dial. Yeah, yeah. you had to to
1: really call someone on the phone. How horrifying. No texting. How horrifying (laughs) to actually have to
0: call somebody. I lived
1: that life. I was a 70s girl. I mean, I I remember because
0: I have also lived that life because, mind you, I was born in the generation where when we were kids, we had landlines. We didn't have cell phones. Like, if I wanted, like, to call up one of my friends like whenever you want to go over to like Colin and Abby's house we called their asses exactly up because we didn't we have didn't cell have phones these, so yeah. I knew a little bit what it was like I was I was part of that last generation that still had that because after that like anybody in the younger generation for me there had cell phones by then so it was always like send them a text so like people don't know like nowadays I've seen it like because, you know, like, if you say, like, if I tell you to show me, like, mind being on the phone with somebody, what do you do? Like, do it. Like, show me how you would mind being on the phone with somebody. What? Like this, right? Yeah. Like this. Right. With the thumb and the pinky out, right. right? Kids nowadays do a flat hand. Oh, right. Like, oh, they're it? holding their phone like oh, this. Oh, like, yeah. 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 Yeah, when you usually you so
1: your... You're home. usually yeah. like, yeah, because oh, uh, you have, the
0: re- like, the receiver yeah, and the yeah. ear thing. So you're like, I'm going to call you on the phone, right? Thumb it. out, yeah. fingers call curl, me. pinky out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, kids nowadays, they do the flat hand against their ear because it's like they're holding...
1: Yeah, holding I didn't know that. a okay. phone.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild. Okay. Anyways, yeah, anyways we gotta, gotta get back, get back to the. <laughs> um, okay, so after the motorist leaves, he is the last person to have seen Michelle alive, and her fully clothed body would be discovered at 10:30 a.m. on November 28th, lying face down in a ditch alongside a rural road in Macedon, approximately 15 miles from where she had been last seen. Her autopsy revealed that in addition to receiving extensive blunt force trauma to her body, Michelle had been raped, then strangled to death from behind with a ligature, possibly a thin rope. So exact same as Wanda. So without a doubt, Wanda and Michelle are connected. Carmen is still kind of the one that's a little up in the air, but undisputed Wanda and Michelle yeah, everything
1: could be said were murdered by the so same person. Yeah,
0: what it's did. It, yeah. exact yeah. M.O., exact yeah. M.O. Yeah. They also found numerous strands of white cat fur on her body and they had leaf samples matching the foliage where her body was discovered or recovered from within one of her clenched hands, indicating she had likely been strangled to death at or near the location where she was found. Um, Investigators were able to retrieve a partial palm print from her neck and traces of semen upon her body in underwear. A Forensic analysis of the semen samples determined that she had been raped by a single individual. An analysis of the contents of her stomach revealed traces of a hamburger and onions, which had been consumed approximately one hour before her murder. Um, This gave credence to earlier reports of a girl matching Michelle's description, having been seen in the company of a Caucasian man with dark hair, aged between 25 and 35, approximately six feet tall and weighing 165 pounds, both at that fast food restaurant in Penfield around 4.30 on the afternoon of her disappearance and also being spotted with that same man, along Route 350, approximately an hour later with a flat tire by the car. So uh, the funerals of Carmen, Wanda and Michelle, um, they were all laid to rest in Rochester's Holy Sulpiture Cemetery. Um, Carmen's funeral was conducted on November 22nd, 1971, and her funeral was attended by over 200 people. Um, Wanda was laid to rest on April 6, 1973. She was laid to rest in a small white and gold casket following a service officiated by the Reverend Benedict Amen. Michelle's funeral was held at the Corpus Christi church on December 1, 1973. Her open casket funeral service was also attended by hundreds of mourners. At the conclusion of Michelle's funeral service, her father, Christopher Mayenza stated to other mourners, quote, she was a sweet little girl. She didn't fight much. So, Obviously, the police are launching huge, massive investigations into now, within three years, three deaths of three little girls. And Wanda and and Michelle were within the same year. They were both in 1973. Wow. So following the murder of Michelle, investigators released a composite drawing of the individual seen with her on... Um, They also installed a telephone hotline exclusively devoted to the manhunt for this perpetrator, whom they strongly suspected had committed all three murders. Although these efforts resulted in numerous calls from the public, no credible suspect was located. Each child had a lot of similarities. So that's why they think that they. this is how they're connecting the dots. Because, yes, Carmen's was a little different, but she was the first. So... You know, like, with serial killers, as they do it more, they get more confident. They get a little bit more, like, methodological. Is that even a word? Meth- method- 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 methodological? I, I don't know. I don't think so. But they, they- <laughs> methodical. 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 Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> they get a little bit more methodical, right? They figure out, it's weird to say what works for them, but they figure out their M.O. So maybe with Carmen, it was... Like, a spur-of-the-moment thing. But had to
1: switch up vehicles because you said it was a Pinto, right?
0: Yeah. And then he was in a different Right. It a could have been vehicle, that, like, so maybe... he ditched the car. Yeah, and and then... mind you, that was two years later, so yeah. he definitely could have ditched the Pinto and well, gotten a new vehicle. Absolutely, yeah. Like, my thought process is, like, Carmen was a spur-of-the-moment thing, and that's why her murder was so, like kind of like frantic and disarrayed, like how she yeah. was able to get away from this person and why she was half naked because he he knew that he had been spotted and he was like, oh shit, like I done been seen. If it's the first time he's done something like this, you know, that's could be like why he didn't take the time to redress her Why she was manually strangled if he didn't have something like with him in the car to strangle her with, like he had with, with Wanda and Michelle. So yeah, they're they're really connecting the dots. So not only is it the similarity in how they were murdered, but each one of them, they were from a poor Catholic family. They were all kind of like loners at school. They had few friends, and they had recently experienced issues such as bullying or poor academic performance at school. So investigators thought it was possible that the killer was employed by or at least had some knowledge of child, like children's social services. because um, so that would have given him access to this information.
1: It's maybe he's like,
0: I don't know what I'm trying to say, but he's like. Like a counselor, like or he's. He could be like somebody from like because they're all Catholic. So it could be somebody from like the church because the church will do like counseling services like that and stuff. Um, And the police thought that also like these skills, if he was a social worker and used to working with children, that could have been a skill he used to help lure the girls into his vehicle. Um. All three victims were pre-adolescent females who had disappeared from Rochester in the early afternoon on days of light or heavy rain and whose bodies were later discovered within nearby towns. The body of each girl had been discovered either fully clothed or partially clothed close to an expressway at a location typically accessible by vehicle. Also, each victim had evidently been thrown from the car or carried from the car to the location that her body had been discarded.
1: He's obviously not trying to hide the fact that he's doing this. No, he's still he's fucking throwing them, throwing them somewhere out of the car. that they can be they're found. They're they're all found did, within yeah, if, days of their disappearance. If he wanted them not to be found. He, he would have hid them. He would have yeah. buried them, hid them, or did something. Right. He obviously was
0: Bur- look yeah. bold as fuck. Yeah, Didn't exactly. Care. Want,
1: yeah, like here. i Yeah, I want you to try to figure this out. Yeah, and try to catch me. Yeah, he's like he, he obviously here's was targeting the, the girls with low self esteem, not a lot of friends.
0: Yeah, he you know, was picking. He you know, was picking. Ones that
1: Are going to be easy targets, yes, basically. Exactly. Like easy
0: to lure. That's that why child right. into I think his that car. He had to
1: be involved in something where right. he was seen.
0: He had to have some sort of knowledge yeah. of it, he or some sort had of access skill of them somehow. Though, yeah, you know, to be to... able to, you know, at least speak to them in a way that's going to convince them that he's safe enough he might in have that already moment. Been
1: in contact with them, talking to them. You know what I mean? They they already might have known him from. Some, yeah know. so when he pulls up and he's like hey right. he's like, like hey. he's familiar to like, them Hi. yeah and,
0: you know and then so there's no red flags right. upon that first meeting so he's because he's already
1: trying to get a rapport with them
0: exactly and then
1: when he's gone in for the kill he's like well i've got this now i have to you know mm-hmm. they're not gonna exactly and i'm good and- yeah
0: So, in addition to the way that the girls' bodies had been discarded, all three girls had been raped prior to their deaths. And in the cases of Wanda and Michelle, both girls had ingested food shortly before their death, which neither girl is known to have eaten prior to her disappearance. Uh, Both Wanda and Michelle had also been redressed after their death. And the most glaring similarity, which we talked about earlier, was that all victims' first and last names started with the same letter. So like that's just, it's either a really strange coincidence or that's just or it was picked that yeah, way for that's something. The way yeah, he was his ML. Yeah, right. We're going to we're going to kill children with. With. Yeah, right. With like the same
1: letters of the first was class. his plan and,
0: to, to yeah. hit the entire alphabet. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe,
1: fucked. maybe, maybe. Jesus well, if he's still out there, but
0: yeah, who knows? And, I mean, well, there wasn't. Uh, Michelle I mean, was the last murder, so so he's
1: only he only he only three, three yeah. and then he like kind of fell off the face of the Earth and decided that he never wanted to do it again.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about some suspects and like you know who I mean? who were their prime people for this and like what the explanation between like the like why there was no more victims after Michelle could have been. Um, but both contemporary and current investigators have stated that the possibility that each victim had been selected due to the double initials of their name is extremely unlikely. They think it was just coincidence.
1: Yeah, but how do you just not do it anymore? How do you just decide? I don't know. It's either me? like he got
0: like he like left the area. He, like got like was because you'll see like with a lot of like well-known serial killers, if they have um a gap in their active periods. Um, like, we can look at, like, uh, BTK. Like, he had a huge gap in his his murders because he was um, getting married. He was starting a family. He was trying to resist the urge to kill people and then couldn't resist it. Exactly,
1: you know, you don't even know you're, you're marrying up.
0: A- yeah. That you're married to a a serial killer? yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're
1: going to have children and, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then there was, like, the night stalker, like, Richard Ramirez, was, like, in and out of fucking jail. I just don't know how you can do that and then just completely... Stop. Stop. Yeah.
1: And not have the urge to keep doing it, you know? Right. So, I mean, obviously, if he did relocate, there's been no... there's been nothing else going on right. in all these. I mean, years yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know what, what I mean? He just decided all will just smack the shit out of my three microphone. Was a lucky number? He's not gonna do it anymore. Yeah, like maybe. Kind of hard. Kind of hard. I don't know. Believe. It's I don't a know. it's a good question. It really makes you wonder, like, what what made him decide what made that him stop? he was yeah. done? You know did he, did he
1: did he find I don't, I don't know oh, the love of his life. The he love ch- of his life. Have, he have no, children. And he's like, no longer a pedophile. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, ch- yeah why would he I doesn't I, I want to rape children. children anymore. I have children on my own. Oh, God damn. No, because there's Motherfuck fucking be pedophiles. his own kids. I know. You Ew. know, oh, but, but, that's just...
0: um, Anyways, <laughs> the reason behind why the police think it was coincidence is because for an offender to pre-select his victims for the sole reason that they had names starting with the same letter... This would likely involve stalking his victims over an extensive period of time, thus increasing his risk of being noticed. But again, it's kind of like that theory we were talking about. If he's a member of the church, if he's a counselor at their school, he can see them every single day. And it's not or if he works for like child protection services, if he's got files on all these girls, all he has to do is look in through their database and boom, 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 find children in the area that have first and last name starting with the same letter so if he was like they thought part of like social services he would have easy access to that kind of information but who knows please no, probably the probably just things... to be known
1: he probably wanted to be known as a certain type of sewer. killer yeah. so if he's like oh same letters
0: right that's my that's my mo the, the abc mm-hmm. that's my, you know what i mean be- <laughs> yeah I don't know. Um, furthermore, some investigators believe that although the murders of Wanda and Michelle may have been committed by the same individual, the overall modus operandi of the murder of Carmen Cologne strongly indicates her murder had been committed by an individual known and possibly related to her, as opposed to a stranger who abducted her by force. So, yeah, people go back and forth about that. Like, there's some people who fully believe all three are connected and were done by the same person. And then there's people, obviously, who believe that Carmen was a one-off. And Wanda and Michelle were done by the yeah, same person. Right. So we'll go into suspects now. So I already talked about Miguel Colon and how he was a suspect in Carmen's murder. So I'm not going to go into that anymore. I'm um, just to say that he was not considered a suspect for the murders of Wanda and Michelle, as he was not even living in the United States at the time of their abductions. One individual considered a strong suspect in the Alphabet Murders is a 25-year-old Rochester firefighter named Dennis Termini, or he would have been 25 years old at the time of their disappearance. He's not 25 years old now. Um, (laughs) I mean, obviously, because this is the 70s, but I feel like I had to clarify that. So he would have been 25 years old at the time, which would fit within that age range of the 25- to 35-year-old man that they saw um, with with, um, Michelle. So Termini was a prolific serial offender known as the Garage Rapist. Who is known to have committed a minimum of 14 rapes of teenage girls and young women between 1971 and 1973? He is also known to have owned a beige vehicle, similar description to the vehicle observed by several eyewitnesses to the girls' abductions. He is also known to have lived at an address on Box Street, an address close to the area that Michelle Mayanza was last seen alive. Um, Five weeks after the death of the final victim of the Alphabet Murders, Michelle, on January 1st, 1974, um, Termini is known to have attempted to abduct a teenage girl at gunpoint, although he fled the scene when the teenager just straight up refused to stop screaming. Oh, Bub! (laughs) Bubby's coming to say hi.
1: Yeah, it was just molesting my ankle again.
0: (laughs) I feel like I I need to clarify that. You gotta know that this cat loves... Yeah, and it's so weird. He Bubby <laughs> loves Dai Dai's feet and ankles, and she's the only one that he does that to. Cause you're weird, you're a weird guy, bub. I get I get hugs around the ankles. He's, I get licks. He's I get, such yeah. a weirdo. He will he's literally just scent my shoes if I'm not wearing them. Whatever it is. <laughs> He's really strange, but yeah, Bubby has a foot fetish for Dida's feet. Um, anyways, <laughs> anywho, so yeah, this this uh, teenage girl who was another potential victim of Termini. She literally like he didn't abduct her just because she wouldn't stop screaming. <laughs> Well, that's that's what you need to do. you need to scream your full head off. That's what you need to do. Literally
1: just scream. Scream your fucking head off.
0: Be so inconvenient that they don't want to. Exactly. Be
1: so obnoxious (laughs) and whatever you need to do.
0: Literally. And just yeah literally make um, them yeah. not want to yeah. be so exactly. inconvenient that exactly. they can't bear to, you know? exactly <laughs> to that girl so knew funny. what she was yeah doing. so she literally just 100%. screamed her fucking head off <laughs> and he's like mm, that's that's too much work
1: i'm not doing that <laughs> you're drawing too much attention yeah I'm, exactly I'm, I'm exactly
0: um, shortly thereafter, he... Oh, you
1: ladies out there remember that. Uh, yeah, right?
0: That's life advice. <laughs> Scream your fucking um, <laughs> Shortly thereafter, Termini abducted another potential victim, although on this occasion he was pursued by police, culminating in Termini committing suicide by shooting himself in the head. So that could be an explanation as to why it stopped at Michelle. He was dead. Right, if if in in fact that he was, if it was him, if it was yeah. him, you know what I mean. Though it, the one thing that kind of knocks me off this is his typical age range was older than he wanted. The, he went after a, like yeah. teenager. Yeah, he didn't want yeah. ten,
1: eleven year old. He right. wanted 14, 15, whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah. so.
0: Also, a subsequent forensic examination of Termini's vehicle did reveal traces of white cat fur on the upholstery.
1: White well, yeah, cat. Yeah, cat. Yeah, cat.
0: Um, in January of 2007, Termini's body was exhumed to obtain a DNA sample for comparison with the semen samples recovered from Wanda's body. The results of this test confirmed Termini was not responsible for her murder. However, no physical evidence retrieved from the bodies of Cologne or Mayenza exists for comparison with Termini's DNA. So the only one they were able to rule out was Wanda. Another suspect in the alphabet murders is serial killer, Kenneth Bianchi, who at the time of the murders worked as an ice cream vendor in Rochester. So he's one half of the um, Hillside Stranglers, which they were active in California in the seventies and they were gnarly. I think I'm going to do an episode just on them, but he did live in Rochester prior to moving to California. He was known to have worked at locations close to the first two murder scenes Um, Bianchi had relocated from Rochester to Los Angeles in January of 1976 so that could be an explanation on why there was no murders after Michelle Um, between 1977 and 1978 he and his cousin Angela Bono Jr. committed the hillside strangler murders of 10 girls and young women between the ages of 12 and 28 so the girls could have fit in his preferred victim pool age Um, Bianchi had never been charged for the alphabet murders and he has denied any involvement in them He had also attempted many times to have investigators officially clear him of any suspicion in those murders, Um, but they never have cleared him. And he was also known to drive a car that matched the description of one scene at one of the abduction sites while he lived in Rochester. So he has never admitted anything to it, um, which I guess is like a little odd. Like if he would have done it, I think he would have copped to it because he copped to all the Hillside Strangler murders. Yeah, why would he not? Yeah. Right. You're right. Why would he Like you're you're not, never getting out of prison. You're going yeah, you unless well. but I mean their victim pool was 12 to 28 and I mean the only <laughs> Carter Oh, yeah, the only possible thing I could think of is he didn't want to be seen as a child rapist in prison. Because we all know what we happens to child rapists and prison, Dumb, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, just like in general. Yeah, we you know. don't do you well don't as want... a child rapist yeah. or a child murderer in prison. But I mean, copping to the hillside strangler murders, their youngest victim was twelve, so he still has that on him. But yeah. I, yeah. if I'm remembering right about what I know from this, Bianchi pinned a lot of the hillside strangler murders on his cousin on Angelo Bono instead of, he was like, oh, I didn't do any of this. I was just along for the ride. So maybe that's why he wouldn't have, because he, he confessed without like actually confessing. He basically said, well, I was there and I can give you all the deets on what happened. So you can, you know, take my but cousin down for Right. Not he, saying that he actually he did anything. Right. So, It's it's food for thought, because, again, he lived nearby. He worked at an ice cream truck, which if the girls visited that, they could have known him or been familiar with him. He drove a car that matched the car's description. So who knows? I'm moving on to another suspect in April 2011. A 77 year old named Joseph Neso was arrested in Reno, Nevada for the murders of four women in California committed between 1977 and 1994 all of whom are believed to have been sex workers and each of whose surname began with the same letter as that of her first name. Um, Naso was a New York native who lived in Rochester during the early 1970s and who was known to have regularly traveled between New York and California. Initially described by authorities as a person of interest in the alphabet murders, DNA testing has confirmed Naso's DNA is not a match to the semen samples recovered from the body of Wanda Walkowicz. Nasa was brought to trial on June 18th, 2013. He was charged with the murders. Um, they call them the California alphabet murders that he committed. Um, he was unanimously convicted of each of those murders. And on November 22nd, 2013, Naso was formally sentenced to death. So weird coincidence that he also murdered four women whose names started with the same well, letter. Yeah, right. But his DNA wasn't a, wasn't a match to what they found it's out. It's almost
1: Lando. like they're copycatting.
0: Yeah, it's weird. That's what I'm kind
1: of thinking, you know, they're like, they're not the same. They're all different. Right.
0: Just copying
1: one original. Mm -hmm. All different suspects just with
0: With similar M.O.s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. Which is really fucked up because, you know, then you're on a wild goose chase because you got.
0: Right. A whole bunch of people committing murders in the same way. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, and DNA's not doing matching, this ain't matching, that's not matching, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's
0: like so many of those suspects we talked about, like, they all have, like, such, like, circumstantial things that fit so well. That's like, ah, but the DNA wasn't a match, the DNA wasn't a match. So it's like, well, shit. I mean, you have to really go on a DNA because
1: that's pretty much a solid, a solid Home run. Yeah, I know, mean, there's I there
0: it, have been some instances where there's something, like, really wild happening that the DNA was of that person, but for some reason it doesn't. Like, so, and it, it is specifically, like, um like, DNA and semen where this can happen. You can have a different, like, DNA genotype in that than is, like, what's in your blood and your skin and your hair.
1: But isn't, like, the DNA back But then, that's very rare. So, what we can do now... Oh, opposed, God, yeah. As opposed God, to what yeah. we could do
0: then. Right. You know what I mean? But still, like, if if you're just going off a general, does the DNA match or not? And you've got one of those people that just coincidentally their DNA in the semen doesn't match the what you're taking for a sample. Like, what are you going to do? Make them jerk off into a cup and compare that? Yeah. It's like, yeah. the one guy, like jerk Termini, off. they couldn't do that with Termini because he was dead. So they had to pull, like, whatever they could like from his remains, and if he just so happened to have a different dna type then it's not gonna match
1: yeah
0: so dna obviously you can lean on that a lot but it like like raises the question of this guy fits so well but just the one thing ruling him out is the dna and but he's dead so we're, we're never him. gonna right. we're I mean, never gonna be able to get a, like a different sample from him i don't know i don't know it makes me think. Um, Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit now about the aftermath of the murders. Going back to 1995, Carmen Colon's mother made her first public statement regarding the murder of her daughter. In this interview, granted to Democrat and Chronicle reporter Jack Jones, Ghiramina Colon stated that although she had lived her entire life in poverty, if she could have one thing before her own death, it would not be wealth, but knowing who murdered her daughter. She stated, quote, if I could die knowing who killed my Carmen Carmencita, I would die more peacefully than I have lived. It is the only thing I want in my life to know that this person had to pay for the terrible things he did to my little girl. If the person who did this could have any compassion, he would see the pain and suffering the families of these little girls have gone through for all this time. The Democrat and Chronicle newspaper published a series of articles focusing upon the ongoing police investigation into the alphabet murders in 2009, appealing again for public information, with new possible revelations to be used in helping close the case. Um, these articles resulted in the Rochester Police Department receiving approximately 20 new leads of inquiry. Although all leads received were pursued, none resulted in the apprehension and conviction of the perpetrators. Um, there have been new recent revelations in this case, like as of this year, and um, actually surfaced on TikTok. Funnily enough. Oh, wow. So Alex Ortiz, a 21-year-old Rochester resident, she believes that her grandfather may have been the Rochester Alphabet killer. Um, Wanda Walkowicz's murder is the one that she, like, most fully believes that her grandfather may have committed. And she, like, on this TikTok, basically went through and, like, listed all of her reasons why she thinks that he was the one who committed the murder. Um, She originally made a viral TikTok explaining those reasons, The first being that her grandfather knew Wanda. Um, Beyond just knowing Wanda, her grandfather may have owned or worked at a grocery store on Conkey Avenue, which was the one that she was walking down when she was abducted. Um, Her grandfather also saw and spoke to Wanda on the same day she disappeared. Um, Ortiz also believes it's possible that her grandfather's store may have been the one where Wanda was shopping and got her groceries eyewitnesses said they saw Wanda conversing with the driver of a brown vehicle and Ortiz said her grandfather may have had a brown vehicle at the time um, regarding the cat hair that was found on Wanda's body Ortiz stated quote all the victims had cat hair and he never owned cats but there were cats kept at the store that he either worked at or owned so that could have been like you know how cat hair be Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I do Carter Bird and Ralph don't live at your house, but I guarantee you their their oh, hair yeah, I'm is gonna, at I'm your gonna i be
1: home tonight with I got the loaf. Of yeah, you right got so. Carter on
0: her. So I'll be covered in cat
1: <laughs> hair. Yeah. I know I
0: know what it's. So like. it I makes live sense. A cat life. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> it could make sense. Like she's yeah. saying, if if like he, her grandfather might not have owned a cat himself, but if there was a white cat in the store, he's definitely gonna oh, be carrying white there cat there hair on him. Absolutely, be
1: transfer. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Hundred percent um ortiz's grandfather was reportedly going around town telling people that the body found in webster was wanda he was also the first person to offer to add reward money to that pot that the um that was a real, like the original 2500 that was offered um or was that no that wasn't one of those i forget who that was but he was offering more isn't money that like the little sus i mean
1: you know you did it but then you're gonna put but money toward, that's, toward a reward. That's, that, that's like a, that's, Does that make that's you feel like better why for what you did? That's it?
0: in like the same vein of why killers go back to the scene of where they like murdered and watch, them. And why? There's there's and like they be right there's, the crowd there's killers who go down. to their victims' funerals and like yeah. openly mourn over them. So just, it could have been just him. being, yeah. like, Oh no, that poor girl, and offering money, and he was the one who killed her. I um, repeat trying to Maybe, you know, feel, maybe. You know, but I mean remorse he... <laughs> for what he did. Who knows? You know, uh, who knows? Um Ortiz also believes her grandfather resembles the police sketch from the few times that she had seen him. Um the rumor that Ortiz's grandfather may have been the alphabet killer had actually been circulating in her family for a long time before she made this TikTok. After he died in December of 2022, this is when her family began to really investigate and really put the pieces together. Her aunt is the one who contacted the investigator leading like because their cases are all still open. They're unsolved. Yeah. So her aunt contacted the investigator in charge of Wanda's case um, giving all the information that they had, like all the connections, photos of their grandfather, you know, information they had about him owning that store. Um, they gave all this information over and then investigators also took a DNA sample from Ortiz's oldest aunt since they still have the DNA sample from Wanda's case. Um, And as of right now, it's still being tested. They're still running a test because like DNA testing is not like you send in the DNA and you get it the next day. It can take months, months to get the DNA results back. So right now, those samples are being tested. So if the DNA sample matches, which we probably won't know for months, um, Ortiz, like herself, has said that she doesn't think it's going to affect her very much if her grandfather does turn out to be the one that murdered Wanda, but she does say that she hopes it will help bring some of their families a little these, bit of closure. These, these
1: families want closure. Yeah, they have nothing. I mean? All these years, and they are These no parents have passed finding... away without yeah. ever knowing what happened yeah, to their kids. Knowing, exactly. Yeah, you know, so I can understand, you know, yeah. the, how they're...
0: Right, she's just hoping know, that if it matches. have never gone through it, but right.
1: you need you know closure you need to know exactly like you're not like you're never going to get over the
0: tragedy of what happened but at least you know that the person who did that to them is going to you know be brought to justice and that you're going to receive some sort of of justice for the murder of your child
1: absolutely
0: so yeah to this day the case of the alphabet murders remains unsolved it is still still open Crazy. And you know, dear listeners, if you have any information or any tips that could lead to the apprehension or the discovery of who committed these murders, contact the Rochester Police Department if you maybe know anything I'm about sure it. Sure, they still. They got any they suspicious more family member. happy to
1: take any information. Oh, absolutely. You know, these families need need closure. They need peace. They need
0: they need something they need to know. Yeah, you
1: know what I mean.
0: So contact the Rochester Police Department if you got any suspicious grandparents. The Rasha, Rasha, sha Oh, Department don't let him table. on the table. Oh, <laughs> Wiggy Loaf. Oh man, yeah, Well, yeah. Because I'm sure any information you may have will, yeah, will, will be very helpful. Be very helpful, um, man. But Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see what comes of the, uh, the. When they get the DNA results back from oh, Alexis Ortiz's uh, grandfather, yeah, to not much that, can actually. do now. I mean, he's. I mean, yeah, but again, it's still nice to know, It's disclosure. closure, mind for the family. Yeah.
1: So. And I, you know, as far as the other two, it's just sad that you know they right. never.
0: Right. But it's it's like never. because I honestly, I honestly like I don't know. I really don't know if I think they're all connected. I because I know we were talking about That's like. That's
1: I'm thinking they they're just random.
0: I, if, God, if I anything, know, if anything, doing,
1: you know, being copycats, if
0: anything, Wanda and Michelle were committed More by so, the same person and, and yeah. Carmen was you definitely had to have been, like you said, family. Yeah, I think it Miguel, honestly, uh, yeah. like if anything, I think it it was our uncle it's that, too they bad were... that they can't, they can't like get more on him i also i think he um he he's also dead is he dead yeah i think he uh, from what i was i didn't really put much of that in this episode obviously but but when i was doing research he died he died in like a shootout with the police michelle cologne did so if he did it again he's fucking dead we're never gonna know um but yeah that was the case of the alphabet murders you did good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm about ready to, like... <laughs> I know. You zonk out. I know. It's Dianna's bedtime. It is. Uh, Dianna's got to be up early tomorrow to go to but, work. Oh, I had fun. I this. Yeah, this, no, yeah, I think you really yeah. had a lot of, like, insightful... It's kind of nice, like, it was nice to have you on for this one because you were alive in the 70s, and so yeah. you kind of have, like, a frame of reference for what it was like, you know, in the uh, 70s. Yeah, that was my jam, the 70s. I was, like... <laughs> Yeah. Dad, was hitchhiking. Oh, Dad, it was up to some shit. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that
1: story. The you know the the, the boat incident. Oh where, my god, yeah. yeah if, almost, if you, yeah, if, you come I, on, yeah. if you come on if you come on with died, us another yeah, time, but, we'll have you just open up with. <laughs> but that yeah, I was a seventies girl, eighties girl. Oh yeah, That was wild. But I mean, I had I I didn't mind. I never worried about hitchhiking by myself in the middle of the night down the streets of Buffalo. Yeah, you no, know what people I mean? did it, and that's you how y'all I mean? got
0: fucking murdered. Yeah, I
1: would walk miles home.
0: I know. Just
1: by myself, I you know? know. You just don't think you would that get on anything boats with strange men is <laughs> gonna happen. You just don't think because it's not supposed. Yeah. to. Yeah. See, um, you know my, my brain
0: mean? is not wired like that anymore. Literally, uh, Lucas and I were driving home one night, and we were on like West Creek Road, and he, Amanda, who is calling you? Don't answer it. We're recording.
1: I can't talk right now. What do you need,
0: Amanda? We're recording a podcast. You have got to go we, away.
1: what are we're we? Stop we... We're. I'm, I'm. Your sisters were recording. Okay, hang on. Hang up the phone. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm in Lapor. Okay. okay. Love bye-bye. you.
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus but, Christ. But yeah, I mean, um, I never. I. You know, I was older. Hold on. I was. I was telling my story. It was like um before that rang. But we were oh, driving yeah. home and we were on West Creek Road and Lucas was pulling over because there was a car parked on the side of the road and he was West pulling Creek over. West Creek by me. Yes. Um I forget I think we were coming home from his parents' house and he took West Creek, like you know, just booped off and the buff went up West Creek. But anyways, he was pulling over on the side of the road to let a car pass because there was a car parked on the street, so he was letting it go around before he was gonna go. And I shit you not, my first thought with Lucas was, Am I gonna get murdered right now? <laughs> I know. And I told him that. He's like, I'm West Creek
1: and Bert or New By Lucas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: But, hey, you know, it's it's always the spouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the spouse oh. since the murder. <laughs> oh, my
1: but God. But, I mean,
0: even now, I mean, I
1: still think where I live is pretty damn safe. Yeah,
0: I mean, I shit I mean. doesn't happen know, down there, but who and knows? And shit didn't
1: really happen in the 70s in Buffalo, New York. Well, Ryan, it Rogers probably did. It did.
0: But, you know, like I said, <laughs> I... You just... It never was, happened to you. No. So you were just living your... Yeah, I your, was just
1: living my drunk life. Living Because usually the time life. I was wandering the streets of Buffalo, I was... You were was, wasted. I was wasted <laughs> didn't give a shit. All I knew was I had to get home. <laughs> All I knew was I had to get home. Anyway, I had to go. Oh, that's funny.
0: Oh, man. I'll never
1: forget, though, the one... Somebody was stalking me on my way home one time, and he turned around, and I just remember... I just... I ditched into a bush. <laughs>
0: Just jumped Bruh. into a bush
1: and just stayed there.
0: Oh, my until God. Until he no longer was. <laughs> you literally would have been almost murdered more than once. Yeah. Jesus well, Christ. And no. I'm here, no, here no at the good old age of 61
1: to, live, to, tell, to, live to tell, tell you the, the story of my life and oh my how God, I man. was kind of really stupid.
0: Insane? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Insanely stupid. Jesus but, Christ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: lucky nobody ever succeeded or i wouldn't exist (laughs) you wouldn't exist
1: well i probably would have kicked the living shit out of anybody that tried to
0: (laughs) anybody who tried to murder you just fucking fight them clock them in the face bite their finger off yeah yeah absolutely yes that happened too die has got stories. We'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll delve have, into that some we'll other time. We'll have one yeah. episode, yeah. like just a random, like filler You'll episode. You'll have a die die hour Di of everything that I can tell you that I did <laughs> back
1: when I decided I needed to, uh, get wild <laughs> for two years <laughs> I after going, being oh, in yeah. Newfane. After being in a
0: small yeah, town that and then I yeah, had, had to get crazy. out and I had to, I
1: had to, uh, Explore had the world. Have, and have Buffalo things. was the place Buffalo to be. Buffalo was yes. the world. Yes, Buffalo was oh, the place. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesus. Well,
0: yeah. thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, you thank you, you for listening. Part, um, please go follow us on Instagram. We are at TSRH Podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook at TSRH Podcast. You can email us at TSRH Podcast at gmail.com. Please comment shoot us dms if you got case recommendations if you want to tell us we're doing great if you want to tell us we're doing terrible it is what it is yes because this shit really happened <laughs> bro <Bruh, I> can't <laughs> with you all right well you don't know how me and you autumn don't deal. you don't know how me and autumn end the podcast so um i go thank you for listening we'll see you next time and then we go bye so you're gonna do that with me okay Alright, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Bye!